Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every kick. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 19th episode of the podcast on January 3rd, 2013. 2013 it is. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and all that. We are coming off the heels of the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards, where we made a couple appearances and... Wow, uh, what can we say? The NFL regular season is over. Mm-hmm. We have you know, the New Year's Day Bowls for college football. They are over. As such, our you know, statistics and picks for those are done for this year. Yep. I mean, we'll see what you know, the podcast has in store for the future. Um, but it's going to be an interesting show, that's for sure. Definitely shorter when you don't have to make all these predictions. But let's start, Joel, with the red zone. Uh, we covered the three biggest stories that we see in the week of sports. And, you know, upcoming, and we have a predictive edge to it. So why don't we start at the 20-yard line here? Yeah, so we're, t- we're talking about uh, the uh, this new lawsuit. It's Pennsylvania versus the NCAA. Um, dealing with uh, the, the sanctions that were, you know, kind of like thrown against uh, Penn State. After the the whole um, Sandusky debacle they had there, that you know really just that just put that school back a long, long ways. And you know it's more than just kind of football. There's you know people's lives were ruined, and it was just awful. I mean the whole thing was really bad. But you know it's being brought up again because the uh, governor of Pennsylvania, um, Tom Corbett, has filed a lawsuit against the NCAA um, about uh, the, you know, all the sanctions and the, the money, everything that, um, you know, they had to do to Penn State for, you know, all the violations that were committed in the, in the process of this, this whole thing. And um, it's just kind of strange. I mean, the, the university themselves have nothing to do with this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, they didn't say anything. It was just the the governor himself has come out and, uh, you know, said, "Oh, this is this was wrong. You know, they shouldn't have piled on all these things that they did, and, and you know, regardless of how awful the whole thing was, and it's it's just very strange, and um, I really don't understand it. But uh, what, what do you think? Um, I'm just noticing in my outline, I forgot to actually make a question, and I typed this in incorrectly, so I'm trying to, I'll, I'll come up with a question here soon, because I goofed. No, I think it's it's a really, really strange case. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. You you did mention that Penn State is not involved. That's definitely one thing. Penn State accepted the terms of yeah. their punishment that the NCAA get handed down. I mean, this, compliance. Is the same, this is the same governor that said, well, thank goodness it's not the death penalty, you know, for the program, and I don't even know even why the governor is getting involved in this. Aren't there bigger things to worry about than the football program at, you know, the state college? Is he an alumni there? That's a good question. I'm not sure if they cover that angle. Um, They said that he is, 
he has I don't know he has something to do with the the like the when they came to the agreement like he had something to do with that I don't like you know he had a part in like you know firing the old president of the university and getting rid of I'm sure that, that he sounds did. surprised like that I don't that doesn't strike me as something a governor of a state should oh, do I mean it it happens all the time you, you hear these governors uh, making deals about football games with other governors of other states how oh you know if our team wins then or if your team wins then i'll wear a shirt blah blah blah. they don't have I to think do that that's kind a of totally stuff totally different no 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 no, no. Though, they don't have play. to do that kind of stuff but they're getting themselves involved because they know that they have fans of these teams these schools all around and if the governor is involved with them then people he becomes more of a likable guy that kind of thing. I really don't see how this makes you more likable. I no. think it's just it, it. It really it has to be politics. There, it, I mean, there it has brings to be up something. old wounds, and I think the most shocking thing of the whole issue to me it's not to get the penalties reduced. It's to get the penalties completely eliminated. To have Penn State get off scot free and just have this one year be the punishment. That is shocking to me. And if, gosh, I can't even imagine if this actually goes through what kind of precedent it starts. Oh, exactly. I mean, if if that's the case, then everybody will start arguing. You know, you'll you'll see schools that have, like, had to sit through their punishment or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know USC still has some things against them, but I'm sure that their governor will be like, what what the heck's this? Mm-hmm. Like, you the know. Governor of California. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, I I don't know. It's just kind of uh, I don't really see how it helps anyone. I mean, it, it really is so much more than just like football. Um, I I like I was I was kind of glad that we didn't have to like hear as much about this anymore. And and the, and yeah. This guy. This go. guy shows up. This guy. <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now, if I was in Pennsylvania, I probably wouldn't vote for him now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just don't see, like, I, I think it makes him look like, uh, you know, like a jerk. I'm going to be a smartass here. Is this a result of the Pennsylvania NFL teams not making the playoffs for the first time oh. in a long time? Like, is it a result of that? Like, do they miss... Penn State being a part of that football experience that much is, I mean, they still play football games. Yeah, I are, guess are they just like that hard up for money to have them. You, I, you know, know what? Bowls and all that. I mean, well, when the only other team you have is Pitt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Yoko Peter predicted BCS, not BCS. Well, I mean, Big East champs, BCS spot. At the beginning of the year, and that did not happen. Uh, no, I'd tell you right now, none of us had the uh, what are they? Four-way tie. Northern Northern Illinois in the. That's that's true, yeah. But yeah, the four-way tie in the Big East. I just realized that yesterday <laughs> when they they were playing the the Louisville and Florida game. It's like oh, Louisville won because they had the the best uh, BCSC, but it was technically a four-way tie in the Big East. I'm like yep. oh. Yeah, I mean it's it's really not. It's like last. I think last year we were in a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of three-way ties before. Absolutely. I mean, the Big Ten had one a couple years ago. That was mm-hmm. controversial, but four-way tie. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's not common. Anyway, make the play here. Who wins the lawsuit? 
uh, NCAA because I don't, at least from what I've read so far, I mean, there's probably a lot that they'll try and argue later on. I don't really see how you have a, a case for what you're for what you're doing. I mean, he's not trying to get anything reduced. He's trying to get dismissed. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different argument. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't see how he does it. I, I totally agree with you. I think you know, the NCAA's you know, case to lose here in a way. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's a completely different argument if we're talking about getting this reduced. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that would possibly have some success if that were what was being argued. Because it, it did seem like you know a very stiff penalty at the time. Uh, people were glad you know, it was not the death penalty and all that. But four years is a lot. Um, if there were some faulty investigation stuff, yeah, perhaps getting it reduced is one thing, but to have these penalties dropped completely, um, is almost a shame to the families. It really is. The victims and all that in a way. And that's, that's why this should be just thrown out. It's ridiculous. Thought we should, we should bring it up. It's an interesting Mm -hmm. story and one to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. Um, we could have talked about all the different coaching changes, but uh, you know, with college and NFL football and all that, but things are really just kind of a mess right now. So maybe when yeah. things get more set in stone, we'll talk about that in future weeks because we also, as we get to the 10-yard line here, we got to talk about the NFL playoffs as the regular season ended. We predicted last week, you know, who would be the teams that would get in uh, in the NFC? Joel here said it would be the Vikings and the Seahawks because it's the sexier story. Mm-hmm. And he was right. I was nuts when I said the Bears and the Cowboys, and thank goodness I was wrong. Because <laughs> I would much rather have these two teams. Oh yeah, here. I mean we've got. I think it makes for better games, so better matches. Absolutely. I mean we we got to make the play here early because it's a deep involved <laughs> question. We looking at breaking down the bracket here. You know, project each game. Who do you think is going to win? And who ultimately wins the Super Bowl? We start in the NFC where it does end up as Atlanta, San Francisco with the two buys, mm-hmm. Green Bay, Washington, Seattle, and Minnesota in that order. You get uh, Minnesota at Green Bay, a rematch of the Week 17 matchup, which Minnesota won at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the Seattle Seahawks, not mm-hmm. with the advantage of the 12th man, but instead going to FedEx Field to take on the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Looking at Green Bay and Minnesota first, um, Personally, I like Minnesota's chances in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Green Bay, very talented team on offense, absolutely. But I think the importance of the defense, you know, it really comes down to the defense in the playoffs. And when you have Adrian Peterson running as hard as he is, and he wasn't running for the record. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know if you saw the end of that game. He busts this big run, and you know, he's so many yards short of for the, the record and all that. And, you know, for the win, to get them in position. Yeah. He's tackled about 10 yards shy of the end zone, and then you know they throw up the status, you know, they're getting in field goal position, all that. He's nine yards short of breaking the all-time single season record set by Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Salters, or whoever it was, Pam Ol- probably Pam Oliver, like interviewing after the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, nine yards. What do you think about it? He's like, nine yards what? And he's seriously nine yards. What he is? Yeah. No idea. The man's on a mission, uh, and I think if I if I trust one defense to stand up and make a play, this year it's going to be the Vikings over the Packers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was. I I kept like looking at my phone, like checking updates. And I'm like, oh man, how? And I was like calculating. 
how many more yards he needed. And like I wasn't because I, I was I was busy. I wasn't like really watching the game, and I was just like, I I ran down the steps and I like went over to my brother-in-law and I'm like, I said the yards. He's like, Yep, that's exactly it. That's how many short it was. And I was like, Oh man, well, you know, they won. I'm sure that like he'd take that over the record, you know. Very very class playoffs. act. He absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, he's still relatively young. I mean, you know, even for a running back, I know that they sometimes have shorter careers because they they take beating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to come back from that kind of injury, oh yeah, and to have that—I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, it's it's crazy, and you know, freaking, he's he's a you know, if, if you've ever played fantasy football, good God, just take, you can get him. <laughs> Like take him even if even if you don't think he's gonna have a good year, he ends up having a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do you think wins that one? It's uh, Saturday um, night at eight p.m. Eastern. I this time, um, I I actually am gonna take the the Packers, and it really if for no other reason but it's at home. Yeah. Um, well, that's a tough place. They to play. score a lot more points at home. It's actually kind of interesting. Um. They're, I mean, really, their their offense is just a different animal at home. Mm. It's it it's it's kind of weird how much better it is at home than it isn't. Um, I think that when they played earlier in the year and Green Bay just like blew them out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that happen? I can't remember when they played earlier. Um, it was a while ago. But but you know, I think at home they win that matchup. I think even I think Adrian Peterson gets his yards again. I mean, heck, he probably gets close to 200 again because um, he's done it both times. the The thing is, I just think that I think that they won't be able to stop Green Bay mm. through the air um, at home. I I don't know. They just play a lot better at home, and yeah, I think their secondary once, is a little banged up too. Yeah. So um, really, that's the only reason. I I still think it's a close game. I just think that it's hard for them to keep up with their offense. Mm-hmm. It's a different style. I know he can break big runs and everything, but it's still, you know, they can score a lot quicker than than Minnesota can. Yeah. So. All right, so then the other game, Washington home against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Seahawks on the road. It's a you know, different place to play. How oh, interesting yeah. is that, that you have the three big rookie quarterbacks you know, Andrew Luck, RG3, Russell Wilson, all in the playoffs. Fascinating. Yeah, it. you know what it, it really, you're going to see in the draft this year, it's going to affect how people pick quarterbacks. Absolutely. I, I, I just know it is, and it, because there's been years where just every single one of the quarterbacks has been a flop, and they've been awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that each one fell into like a good situation. Now, granted, a lot of you know they've all kind of had moments this year where they've just put the team on their back and won games. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they're all on relatively good teams. I mean, I mean, solid teams that you know it's not just them running the show. So um, I don't know. It's I think it's cool to see because it you know obviously if that team went and got a quarterback. They, they, you know, they probably weren't as good before, and um, I don't know. Like it, it's usually it's showing that there's more, you know, parity out there, and um, I don't know. It's fun to watch these young kids like go through the playoffs. The first, you know, the first season is going to be interesting. It's going to see, you know, some of who's going to crack, 
who's going to crack under the pressure because it's a lot different when you know it's like win or go home right so uh i don't know i uh for let's see for this matchup um i have i actually have the seahawks i i think even though they're on the road um i still like them because of their defense i think right now you it's hard to argue that their defense isn't playing better than pretty much any other defense out there um it, 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 it I, like I'm just ignoring the fact of what their offense does, even though lately it's been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean, their defense sets their offense up every time, uh, and I think their defensive line is fast enough to give, you know, Robert Griffin fits. Um, I think that you know that's one of the only lines that can chase him down the open field. Yeah, and he's um, been knocked around a couple times this year. Oh yeah, um, you know. It's still kind of you know questionable at like where he is you know he's probably still not a hundred percent but um I mean, he'll be closer by game time but I just think I I I like uh you know I kind of like his ability to like handle a lot of that pressure that they send on him I think it'll be tougher to cover him than you know most of the quarterbacks you're gonna play against but I. I still think that, that that defense is just too solid to you know I you know maybe fourth quarter they kind of just shut shut the Redskins down pretty much. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. I think you know, the Seahawks come in and handle business. Uh, Redskins have been a consistent team. Oh yeah, in the latter half of the season, that's for sure. Uh, but I still think that they're a young team. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, the Seahawks are young as well. But you're right; they're stronger on the defensive side of the ball, and that does make a difference. Uh, in the playoffs, and uh, give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and I think yeah, you know that's sure. going to really help things with for uh, Russell Wilson. Plus the fact that Russell Wilson can just make as many plays with his feet, I think, as RG three can. Oh yeah, RG three may be faster, but Wilson's got that deceptive speed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like the Seahawks as well. Uh, so for me, that sets up a. And I'm sorry, that one is uh, you know Sunday night, mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon rather at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. The NFC games getting the second billing, or the latter billing, uh, this weekend. Yeah. So that would set up the divisional playoffs for me at uh, Minnesota going to Atlanta and Seattle going to San Francisco, which is an interesting one. Uh, in that situation, I would have Atlanta you know, winning at home against Minnesota. I think you know, mm-hmm. Minnesota might be able to get by Green Bay, maybe. Uh, but I think you know, Atlanta is on a mission to at least make some advancements in the playoffs not just to lose another game at home. And I think, you know, they could take care of business there. Uh, Seattle at San Francisco. And we saw this matchup earlier. But some of those plays, um, you know, I don't want to call them flukes, but things like blocking an extra point, or no, a field goal, sorry, a short field goal, and taking it back for a touchdown, it's not going to happen every game. You know, San Francisco did look pretty poor in that game, and I think that they are a good enough team that they can, you know, Jim Harbaugh can rally the troops with, you know, last year's playoff experience. And I think that San Francisco can make their way to the NFC championship game. Uh, from there, I have San Francisco making it to the Super Bowl over the Falcons. I just think, you know, the defense with San Francisco, uh, you have, I think Ka- Colin Kaepernick, you know, steps into his own a little bit mm-hmm. here in the playoffs. And that was, you know, one of the big questions coming in, but, um, 
if he is as mentally tough as they say he is, um, watch out. Even though I had Alex Smith as the projected Super Bowl MVP at the beginning of the you know, NFL season picks and all that, uh, looks like it's going to be Kaepernick the way to go and just gives him more you know, dynamic play. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange how that happened, but it's different than how it usually happens for you know quarterbacks to kind of lose their jobs. But mm-hmm. every, you know, every once in a while, it's just kind of like, oh, who's he's hot, you know, go right. you know stick with him. Um, so let's see, what does that give me? You would be you know Seattle at Atlanta, and then Green Bay at San Francisco. Okay, that's right. Um, I have um, San Francisco over Green Bay. And I actually have Seattle over Atlanta. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I would take that pick as well. Um, and it's really kind of just based on what Atlanta's done in the playoffs every other time that they've gotten mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Right. And the fact, you know, Seattle's good. And, you know, they still have that solid defense. Um, it is kind of interesting because, you know, I was talking about how, you know, if they could get if they get a home field advantage, it would make everything a little bit different. But um, I don't know. I think I think that they just will match up well against Atlanta. Um, I think that they they can you know stop Atlanta's run game mm-hmm. and kind of and if you know if they can make them one dimensional, then oh geez, you know Matt Ryan's going to be just running for his life. That's um, true. And. Uh, you know, we already we already know what their offense can do. And so. you can't knock that secondary either. I mean, that's oh, yeah. you know, one of the best in the league. Oh yeah. And then let's see. I have um, that would yeah that would set up the NFC West showdown. Yes, I have that game again. And um, you know, you've you've got you got San Francisco playing for a couple things. You know, to kind of uh, you know. You know, fix the mistake of last year. <laughs> you know what happened to them in the playoffs. So rough. And then muffing that punt seriously. And then, yeah, and then you know, kind of get back at Seattle for what they did. I mean, they just embarrassed them. They clowned them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think they do. I, I think, you know, at San Francisco, I think they win that game. And so I, I've got San Francisco getting to the Super Bowl. Mm. Interesting. I wonder how that's going to turn out if we had, you know, the Tigers both winning the AL pennant and all that. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Well, the AFC breaks down. Um, how about this? You had Houston at the top of the AFC for so long. They have the last two games. They win one of them. They lock up home field advantage. They lose both of them. Denver slips in at one. New, uh, New Orleans. Oh, that's a good one. Denver at one, New England at two. Houston slides to three and now has to play Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. Baltimore four, Indianapolis five, and Cincinnati six. Mm-hmm. So you have Houston hosting Cincinnati, and then Indianapolis travels to Baltimore. Very interesting games. Uh, for Cincinnati at Houston... Uh, I still like Houston in this one. Um, mm-hmm. I think Cincinnati has had a good season, uh, but overall, uh, Matt Schaub is under a lot of pressure this postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
when you have monsters like J.J. Watt on oh. your defensive line, I think he wrecks havoc on the Cincinnati offensive line. Uh, Andy Dalton is still an inexperienced quarterback uh, compared to you know, the rest of the league. He is very – he's talented, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weapons around him, you have A.J. Green absolutely on the outside. Um, you have Gresham at your, t- at your tight end. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think when you're looking at Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson and Arian Foster, and then you have J.J. Watt on defense, and just the talent alone, I think, with Houston at home, should give them that win. Don't they, don't they have that tight end? No, I think Houston has that tight end. That's oh, what's his name? Daniels. Owen Daniels, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's just too much firepower for Houston. I mean, you know... You look at their their defense this year much better than it usually is. Oh, yeah. Wade um, Phillips is a terrible head coach, but a great defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were in like the top, I think, top five in defense and offense. I mean, that's it's a good team. Even you know they they struggled late, um, but you know they they got in the playoffs again. So I mean, you know, back to back playoffs, it's never happened for them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think they they have a good matchup here. I think that they pretty much can shut Cincinnati down in this game with their defense, um, you know, get a lot of pressure on. I, I really don't see them being able to run the ball either. Um, but on the opposite side, I, I I just think that since I don't think Cincinnati's defense can cover on Jerry Johnson at all. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're just, they're balanced. They're very balanced in, in pretty much every everything that they do. Um the special teams is pretty good too, but uh, I see them definitely getting through this first round and uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, then I ha- oh wait, did you already? No, we haven't. We haven't uh, talked about Baltimore right. and Indianapolis yet. Uh, Baltimore um, at home. I'm big big thing here. Uh, the story with Ray Lewis announcing that he's going to retire at the end of the season. Um, I think we both thought that he would at least try to make a comeback when mm-hmm. he tore the tricep, and you know. We we think that he didn't want to go out like that. Has been confirmed that uh, he's going to be playing on Sunday, but yeah. it looks like you know he's going to be healthy enough. Um, looks like there is the chance that he could. Uh, so that's you know some motivation for Baltimore. But what do you think about the matchup and who do you think wins? Yeah, I mean, like I think if he comes back, that obviously gives them a little more motivation. You know, gets the fans more excited and everything. But you know, Indianapolis is the better team i think mm-hmm. just all around um i think I, I mean this is not this is not the same baltimore team that we're used to oh no that just you're I'm not even at the beginning of the year yeah, i mean you know usually you're really intimidated by their defense i think it's kind of the exact opposite i think there's a lot to take advantage of on that defense and and you know the, the, pretty much all year andrew luck has played like a veteran it's mm-hmm. kind of I mean, he early in the season, those preseason games, he kind of struggled and stuff, but he he is very solid. And I, you know, I kind of didn't think this Indianapolis team was very good because they're young and they've, you know, they did a lot. Of, they made a lot of trades. They yeah, got and they the, were in two and fourteen last year. Yeah, I mean, and I, I just didn't think that overall the team's very good, but very solid. I mean, a lot better defensively than I thought they would be. They still struggle a little bit against the run, but. I I don't think Baltimore can can keep up with them in this game. I 
I, Baltimore's had a lot more struggles on offense than they should. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know why either because, um, you know, they, I, I think maybe they might have lost like one receiver or something, but I, I didn't see any other thing that, you know, any other reason. I don't know if it's because, you know, well, yeah, I mean, they, they fired, you know, Cam Cameron, <laughs> the offense coordinator. They've got Jim Caldwell yeah. now uh, well, taking I, that role, former coach. Well, I mean, coach. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I didn't see why all of a sudden his offense wasn't working. I, I mean, maybe besides the fact that, the, you know, the quarterback's not playing as well. It's true. Um, yeah, it just feels like a lack of flow. And, you know, for the, those reasons, like you said, I'm picking Indianapolis as well. They're so used to their defense setting them up with turnovers. Um, I mean, their defense still does get turnovers, but not nearly as much. Yeah. And I, it's just the thing, like, the one thing I always remember about them, um, because, you know, the Steelers would play, they play them so often, is that they they seem to score more defensive touchdowns than anybody. Right. And more special teams, you know, mm-hmm. kind of touchdowns. And they just have not been doing that lately. So it's like their offense hasn't been getting any help. Um, and I think that, I think, think maybe, you know, they turn the ball over and this, it's kind of over <laughs> already. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I I just, I, I like Indianapolis. Yeah, you want to talk about motivation? I mean, granted, you know, Hall of Fame linebacker, with his last go versus a coach who came back from cancer. Yeah. I know, granted, you know, Baltimore may seem to have the edge at home, but Indianapolis has won a lot of games this year that they were not favored in. Yeah. This, I think this feels like one of them. Yeah, the media loves this matchup. Mm-hmm, absolutely. They are, you know, it was already going to be pretty good without him. Baltimore Colts, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, that, that whole backstory... I mean, that's nuts. I mean, and then, you know, looking forward to something like that, we both have, we would, would both have uh, Houston and Indianapolis moving on. Yep. Uh, that would mean that you have mm-hmm. <laughs> Indianapolis going to Denver, Peyton Manning yeah, against the Colts. Would, that would, would be something else. And then Houston going to New England. Yeah, I mean, everybody wanted to see that. Uh, I, I'm sure, you know, I mean... If for no other, you know, if you don't know who to root for in that in that other game, just just root for Indianapolis because it's a much better story, um, and you know the media loves that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta give them what they want. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I, it sets up a, a you know a quarterback one of the many um, quarterback duels that we will see in the playoffs it's just gonna be fun to watch mm-hmm. it's got so much story behind it um even if you're not interested in football you just you'd, you want to you'd be like oh man this is kind of it's like the guy took his job and uh, <laughs> yeah so you know it's it's kind of like it you know whenever aaron Rodgers would go up against brett Favre. yeah um but yeah, so it you know you you set up a I think a really great game between Indianapolis and uh, and Denver, and uh, but I I still I have Denver winning that matchup because I just think you know Peyton more experience in the playoffs, mm-hmm. more of a you know field general, and uh, I think their defense is better. Yep. Yeah, defense pretty underrated this year. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they've really stepped up and performed well. Uh, you got to like the mile high atmosphere. Um, that is a you know place to play. That you know when you get used to it, 
you have that advantage over those who don't. Um, Denver's, uh, they're just also a hot team. Mm-hmm. Like, they have not lost since October. Yeah. That's pretty amazing in the NFL. Uh, so I, I like them as well. And then I also like uh, New England beating Houston. You got to also like New England at home. Mm-hmm. Um, also more experience, you know, Tom Brady over Matt Schaub. Um, now, granted, New England's defense, I mean, better than last year, but last year was not that good at all. Um, but it's still nothing home to write about. Yeah, I still think that, you know, the offensive line can hold off the new uh the Houston pressure just long enough. Uh Tom Brady can make plays and you know at least get a close win over the Texans. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's ways to counter that pressure. You can just, you know, throw it short to your tight ends, fullbacks. Mm-hmm. You can throw and a little screen passes Absolutely. to your wide wide receivers in the slot, you know. Um and I, I think that's kind of what that offense has become more. It's less him going deep down the field and it's more him just finding his targets quick and because you know when he's on his butt i mean that's that's usually when you're beating them when when he's not when he's just getting the ball out quick they're usually winning um and i i I think i I, i'm gonna take new england this too i i think that it'll be a much closer game than the last time they played um because i think that, that game was kind of over early on um Houston just they could not do anything on offense that day mm-hmm. and um you know I hope it's a better game you know just for ratings and stuff you know it's um I, I gave I give Houston a chance because they definitely have the playmakers in offense and their defense is solid they just have to play really well in order to win that game you know it's an away game too so it's gonna be tough but um I still like New England in this one mm-hmm uh, and then really quickly, I like Denver over New England. Um, when we kind of like looked back at our early predictions, you know, I, I looked at my San Francisco Baltimore Super Bowl pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Baltimore has had these really bad injuries, but I, I like Denver. And you know, Denver's continue to stay mm-hmm. hot. I think Denver gets the Super Bowl, but I do still like. I'm, I'm gonna you know stick to my guns. I picked San Francisco in the beginning of the year. I'm gonna pick San Francisco to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's that defense. I think the defense oh, yeah. really comes together and makes it happen this year. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah, I also have Denver over New England. I think you know it's it's kind of like you know in that that first round for him, you know, or that second round for him, he gets he gets the guy who took over his job, and then you know the next round he gets to play against the guy that he he always struggled to beat. Yeah, and then he finally beat. But now it's a different team. Um, I just I think that Denver's defense is better than New England's, and I think that offense can go you know stride for stride with New England if they have to. And I don't think they'll have to. I think they'll be able to stop slow New England up enough that they won't have to score you know bajillion points to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, um, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, and you know, also they have home field advantage, and playing there is a lot. It's you know, it is a lot different than play. You know, kicks go, you know, they soar higher in the sky. Mm-hmm. Passes have different you know length um, that they go, and just you get shorter, you shorter breath if you don't practice there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so 
I just think overall the advantage goes to Denver. And then, so that does, I mean, it sets up Denver and San Francisco. So this is absolutely not what it's going to be. Mark it down. Especially if it does become that. It sets up an epic game. I'm sure it does. I mean, good goodness. This is, uh, should be really exciting. You know, it'd be great if it happens. Um, and I, I re- like, I think it's gonna be one of those games that just comes down to the end, some kind of like amazing play. Um, and it's, it's really, you know, you know, Peyton has, has his, he's already won a Super Bowl. Um, and you know, I mean, not with Denver, <laughs> right? But um, I, I, I still like the team that I picked. Um, you know, to be in this game, you know, back then, mm-hmm. I think earlier on and in the, the year. other one was Houston. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. I, I'll take this too. I think it's really similar in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco to win it. And it's just kind of based on the fact that I think that they can, I think that they can, you know, keep up in this game offensively. And I kind of think that they're, you know, they have a superior defense. Mm-hmm. They can give Peyton a lot more trouble than most of the teams that he, that he's played this year. Um, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, I don't want to say their schedule was easy, but it kind of set, set them up to get that one seed. Um, you know, the, their matchups weren't as tough, but um, I, you know, I just think that, I don't know. A good game either way. I don't really would you know. Wouldn't really matter to me who won this game if both those teams got there because I think they're both pretty deserving. Yeah. So, um, but hey, you know, um, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people earlier on in the season that didn't think Peyton Manning would be able to get get them, you know, you know, the one seed in the AFC, let alone you know playoffs or anything like that. So you gotta tell it's what cool you to said see. though. You picked him as the MVP. Did this I? Year. Yes, you did. You did pick Peyton Manning oh, as the NFL How? MVP. <laughs> Why did I do that? It just might happen. <laughs> you never know. Oh, uh, if that happens, then. <laughs> well, we get to the five yard line. You know, really quickly here, the college football national championship, BCS national championship, Alabama and Notre Dame. Um, you know, it's coming down to you know less than a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Next Monday they play. Kind of make the play when you're right out here. Who wins? Why? Um, have, you, have you looked at those stats between the teams? My goodness, they're really similar. I have not. Oh. It's like uh, I think it's on the link there. Um, they're just they're like they're so even. I mean, obviously they play different schedules, but really, um, it's, I mean, it's not like Notre Dame's schedule is anything to laugh at. They played good, they played good teams. Hmm. They played some, you know. BCS team. I don't know, man. That conference record is looking pretty different. Oh wait, Notre Dame is independent. <laughs> um, you should join that all Catholic Catholic bas- basketball. There you so. go. Um, I think if we were picking against the spread, you know, I, I would like Notre Dame's chances to keep it close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of do want them to win just for the sake of breaking the SEC. Grip oh, yeah. on the national championship. So you don't have like a dynasty there. 
Alabama. I think Alabama finds a way to win, though. I mean, after that Georgia game, you look at them. <laughs> You're just and like, it's what? just like, how does a team continue to have this kind of dominance even when they should have flaws in a way? And it's almost I mean, the same thing with Notre Dame, too. They've had these very close games against you know, competent competition. Um, I, I think it'll be an interesting game, albeit a boring, not sexy one. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, the sexy game is tonight in 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oregon and Kansas State Jeez. in the Fiesta Bowl. we got to wrap this up soon so we see that one because that's going to be that was fantastic. Real, that, was, that was the game we were all hoping for. No. And then these two teams went and screwed it up. Thanks, Roll Tide thanks, and Baylor, Irish. And thanks, Baylor. Thanks, Stanford. Seriously. Okay. Well, I, I think, unfortunately, Alabama wins. Um, mm-hmm. Close game than most people think, so I think if it were you know picking against the spread, yeah. you might want to pick Notre Dame in that one. Um, but we're not doing that because we're done. We didn't, oh, yeah. didn't get a slate of six for this week. Well... Um, you know, uh, both teams, I mean, kind of similar in their styles. They, you know, they don't have to score lots of points to win games. Um, good rushing, really good rushing attacks. Um, I think Notre Dame passes the ball a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is kind of, kind of shocked me when I saw it because like, know, Alabama's clearly, got more talent at the skill positions yeah, though. Clearly the quarterback who who win like if you do do doing matchups clearly quarterback edge goes to Alabama, hmm. I mean and the receiving core, I Notre Dame and like, running backs Notre Dame's got like one good receiver like re- that really I'm not even joking like they have one kid they can throw the ball to, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Notre Dame's quarterback's more mobile, I don't think that really matters when you're playing Alabama's defense, um. I don't know, you know, against some teams this year, Alabama's defense has kind of looked, you know, at times it struggled, like against LSU, which was shocking because, you know, LSU struggled to move the ball against, like, everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes it's, they run that 3-4, so it's it's very dependent on the linebackers, and they have good linebackers, mm-hmm. and they also have really good defensive linemen, but that defense... they The way it's been since he's been there, the way it was when he was at LSU... It is built on your your corners and your safeties. Yeah, I mean, they they get the best. <laughs> they, they always get the best uh, secondary guys to come and play there, and so they can put them one on one against anybody. I really don't think you have to worry about that against Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know they do a lot of play action and stuff, but I don't think that's. I think as long as they can stop the run, which I think that they'll. I don't think they'll maybe stop the whole thing, but they'll stop it enough i really don't know how i think early on notre dame will hold up against alabama's run game yeah i think as the game wears on it'll be just like when they played georgia mm-hmm. that front's gonna wear it matateo can't do everything that's true and, and lacy and yeldon it's it's too much yeah it's just they'll just pound on you pound on you pound on you and hit you on play action um I, yeah i i like alabama in this one just because i think I think it'll be close. I, you know, I give Notre Dame a chance. They have a really good defense. I'm not denying that at all. It's they're it's legitimate. I think it's their offense that's 
um, just at times looks so bad. Like in that USC game looked awful. Mm-hmm. And USC is not very good. <laughs> you know, Georgia Tech beat them. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, I, I just, uh, I think... I think you know it'll it'll I think it'll be entertaining for what people are expecting, um, because people aren't expecting you know a shootout or anything, right? Um, but I I see you know Alabama getting getting another national championship. That's what like the third and four years or something like yeah, that. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty scary. Much, I mean, have pretty much best coach there is out there right now so That's it's true. not it's not surprised i'm not surprised by it at all um you know they paid the money and they they got the guy that they wanted um yeah so yeah i don't know you know i i guess i don't really know any any sup- anything that just surprised you the most is it is, 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 is like is it the fact that notre dame's national championship out of the yes season? yeah i mean <laughs> Goodness, I even remember the game against Michigan when Michigan has six turnovers and they still make a game out of it. I go back to that, what was their first game against Navy? Yeah. Was it Navy? Where they played overseas and they wore those uniforms. And Brian Kelly complains about going to Ireland when you're the fighting Irish and you end up winning like 50 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, who would have thought that those people were watching the team that was going to be in the national championship? (sighs) I like I thought they would be better this year, but I, there's no. I mean, Oregon, Oregon losing was the most shocking thing. I oh, think we're going to yeah. see that tonight. Um, I, you know, it's 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 always been the problem with those, with you know those teams that he's put together. They just um, and they're closer. They're a lot closer to that formula being perfected there. I just not sure he's going to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, when you got when you got NFL teams calling. Regardless of whether or not people think that your style or whatever your coaching will work in those places, you know, because it's the NFL. Um, if a job comes calling like that, it's he's really taken the four straight BCS games. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's you can't, just you can't be mad with the guy. Oh. He's put your program on the map. He's, Seriously, you're probably set for a couple years and. I, don't know. I just think it's kind of funny because, like, I'm trying to think like how much money Nike's offering him to try. And, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll give you just, your own sounds... jersey. It'll be specialized. I don't know. I man, I hope he doesn't like go to Cleveland. That would just be awful. Oh, just, oh yeah, it's just not a good place to take over. Arizona would be an interesting fit. Yeah, I think that. Um, and it's looking like more uh, like Andy Reid might end up in Kansas City. Like, which I think he would want to go to places with maybe better weather most of the time. So I would uh, think more Arizona instead of Buffalo or Cleveland. Or... Yeah, stay stay on the West Coast. You're yeah. used to it already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing is like, you know, think he's been coaching there long enough that like he he knows talent when he sees it. He's gonna he's gonna understand how to draft and like what he needs. Mm-hmm. I think what will be interesting to see is, you know, what, what is he? How does he change what he's what he does? Because he's obviously not going to do everything the same. Um, I I really don't know how you could run a play every thirteen seconds in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> I think the referees are too slow. Yeah, when that happened. But um, we will see. Absolutely. 
Well, we don't have the time to break down all the the replay games. Let's pick out a few that you know stood out here, though, to you. Uh, you know, in the college football bowls, you know, a lot of the New Year's Day bowls, or uh, the final week of the NFL. Uh, I have to point out South Carolina and Michigan. I oh, yeah. could well, not see the end of this game, and you were texting me about it because I had friends over and we were playing yeah. Project M for you know demo two point five for the first time, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I was watching the first half of that game, and I'm seeing you know punt returns taken back and blown coverages downfield, and I'm like, up, oh, this isn't gonna go well for Michigan. And then you're texting me saying like, Michigan's getting all the breaks. I'm thinking like, yeah, okay. And I see the gif of Jadavian Clowney blowing up Vincent Smith, and uh, that is that is certainly a momentum shifter. And you I can't mean, you can't yeah. leave a 32 yard pass open when time is expiring, and. Uh, Jeez, that was. I I've tough. never seen like I, I don't know if I've never I I don't think I've ever seen first off somebody hit that hard, like that in the backfield that their helmet flies like, you know, ten feet behind them, and I don't think I've ever seen something like that change the moment like. It was like their their offense finally learned how to do something, and it was all because they were just so energized from that hit like. Mm. I gotta admit, like, you know, I was rooting for Michigan, and I jumped out of my seat and was like, whoa, man, <laughs> like, he knocked the crap out of him, and, uh, you know, I, he definitely, I mean, that kid is just a freak, and yeah. the fact that he's coming back again is just like, oh. He'll be Like, he is, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen top. someone NFL ready, like, at that age, but. Oh, he was like a number one or number two recruit. So I mean, I do oh, remember yeah, his name from back. I, he, I, everybody wanted him. Um, and uh, Clemson battled hard to try and get him too. Hmm. Um, Speaking of Clemson, they you know they did beat LSU by one. Uh, that was a big deal. There. That's a big deal for them. Absolutely. I mean, it really is. I mean, especially after it's you know still to this day like there's people who are who are saying all they all they can think about when they think about Clemson is what they did last year in the Orange Bowl and they just you know it wasn't even close and they and the, throughout the whole season it seems like every time I watch their game that's all the announcers would talk about mm. and I'm sure that like hurt the recruiting and that kind of you know when you when you just go out and just get embarrassed it's yeah, just I'm sure you wanted your... more than the Chick Fil A Bowl but to do that yeah. against a team like LSU very it, yeah a lot of respect. Uh, Georgia, you know, took care of Nebraska. Interesting. I don't know if you saw the what the safety at the beginning of the game where there's a blocked punt goes in the end zone and like yeah. five players are on top of it and it squirts out of the back of the end zone. That was unbelievable. <laughs> it was. Uh, Stanford just holds on to beat Wisconsin, but technically Wisconsin wins as far as the spread goes because yeah. Stanford mm-hmm. uh, was supposed to cover six and a half. And they only got six. Great game up front. Just a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. How did Florida State put away Northern <laughs> Illinois and actually did their business against the spread? We didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you something we totally did not see. Well, you you thought it would be close. I don't think you thought it would be you know to this degree. Watching the beginning of that Louisville Florida game, you just look at that first play, you know, tip pick six, and it's just like, oh, this is not Florida's night. Yeah, I was watching it on my computer. And was like, oh god, I gotta go to the TV. Like that, the, it really shocked me. Um, just Florida because, did not show up. Fifteen because point of the teams that they struggled with, like you know, you were set, like you were saying, four way tie or whatever. Like, hmm. um, you know, they, I think they lost to 
a team like maybe UConn that that only that was the only game they won in the Big yeah. East. Um, so, you know, they they looked bad at times against some teams, but I mean, you watch that game, and if you didn't know who the favorite was, you would have thought it was Louisville, just because yeah. they were so much faster, so much like bigger up front. It just surprised me. I mean, it's it's just almost funny to watch them. You know, they have not been able to run the ball at all this year. They were un- averaging under fifty yards ever since their um, starting running back got hurt. Yep. And it, they were running the ball in the second half just fine, and they didn't even have to because they were moving the ball through the air so well. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, definitely going to be a Heisman candidate next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still have one more year in the Big East until yeah, they go right. the ACC. So, you know, they'll be used to the teams. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, really, it's the defense. I mean, they they just they were forcing turnovers all over the place. Florida could not move the ball at all in the first half. Yeah, it was, that it was that bad. last touchdown they got was like a was like a fake kick kind of formation, and then you know to start off the second half, you know go for the onside kick, don't get it, <sighs> oh, and, then, and then the penalty on top. Yes, of that. I mean they scored just oh as God. fast in like fifteen well, seconds. First play of from scrimmage, both halves they scored yes. a touchdown, unbelievable. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Florida did not show up. It was a joke. I mean, and Louisville, Louisville 30... could have blown this thing wide open. Oh, they, absolutely. they missed field goals. They they had the ball inside the three. It was like thirty to ten because yeah. of that play at the start of the second half. Thirty three twenty three is how it ended up. Uh, that was not even that close. Yeah, th- this game was not close. Uh, Cincinnati beat Baltimore, which was a little surprising. Detroit gets stomped and then finds a way to crawl back and only lose by two. Mm-hmm. So they win that one. Indianapolis. Uh, like I said last week, I, I thought they'd come out and look pretty impressive. Houston yeah. did not take care of business. Oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, Minnesota did get that last second field goal to beat the Packers. And Washington looked pretty impressive. Dallas season over. And Jerry Jones promising changes. Romo. <laughs> so with that said... I end up 49 and 55, just a bit under 500 mm-hmm. in college football, and you end up 48 and 56. So I got you by a game, mm-hmm. but you had a better week than I did certainly in the NFL, and you end up two games up on me in the NFL at 56 and 46. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, in as far as the smidges go, uh, it was a great season with you know those that participated. Mm-hmm. But Major Moses put on a clinic in this final yeah. week, going 5-1 and one in both college football and NFL to lock up both championships, as it were, for the Sminges. So as soon as he is available, we'll get him on the show and we'll he's talk a, about... He's a ringer in disguise. Yeah, absolutely. If, if he <laughs> bet on money, he ended he's up... He's getting like expert picks. And... Let me look up his statistics because, guys, these are very impressive. If you, like... Or a betting man and all he this stuff. He really needs to go to Vegas or, or just I don't know, like sign up on those things on ESPN. He could mm-hmm. win some prizes. College know. football. He ended up fifty-seven and thirty-three while picking against the spread. That's way better than most like experts. I'm not even joking. In NFL, ended up fifty-seven and thirty-nine. Very good as well. Skull jumper ended up. 56 and 40, one game back of the NFL. Got to give them props. They battled the whole season, it felt like. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, so really went down to the wire and skull jumper had a three and three week and Moses just put it down on lock with a five and one in each that very impressive. Congratulations are definitely in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have him on the show as soon as he's, his schedule allows. Anyway, we have to get to watching some college yes, football uh, because there are only uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the ducks and the wildcats uh, real quick before we go, your thoughts on the game. Um, you know, it's hard to say, like, it, you know, watching, watching Oregon all year, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to pick against them, you know, that's why, like, when they were getting, like, 21 point spreads, I was afraid to pick against that, because they score really fast, you know, we played, um, we played Kansas State, and they just kicked our ass, like, from start to finish, Mm -hmm. and, uh, they just look like a really complete team, I know they lost to Baylor, but, you know, Baylor, what? maybe second best off. No, they had the number one offense in the country. Mm. Um, and they showed it in their bowl game against UCLA. Yes, they did. Um, it's just, uh, so, so I think that, you know, that's, what's kind of, kind of interesting about it. You know, another really highly rated offense. I think that they, you know, definitely have what it takes to beat Kansas state. Um, and it's going to, you know, be a great quarterback duel, two really good quarterbacks. Um, I think I'm going to take Oregon just because I think, uh, you know, too much speed. And I, I don't really think that Kansas State's uh, defensive line is as good as Stanford's. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I like Oregon as well. I'm looking forward to a really back-and-forth shootout. I hope it's mm-hmm. very competitive and oh, very yeah. exciting. Uh, but, you know, I like the Ducks. I mean, I, I can't I can't believe they lost yeah. that game earlier in the season. I mentioned that earlier this episode, but... Wow, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them play again. Yeah, and I, I mean, wonder what know, jerseys they'll have. Oh gosh, and shoes. Yeah, all of that. Lime green. Anyway, we hope you enjoy the wild card weekend of the playoffs. I can't believe that that's this weekend. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'll discuss more what we have planned for the show in the future and how we mix things up now that our prediction uh, sessions are over for football. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the weekend sports.